Don't, close. don't break stuff now. Welcome to Crap Beer Cast with Josh with the Chef. I mean, you can all hear me, right? Josh didn't mute me this time. Uh-huh. Yeah. What a jerk. Hey, it wasn't intentional. Mm-hmm. That's what they all say. Hey, Wells. I mean, it was, it was only for like 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Wells, how's it going? How you doing? Good, man. How you doing? I'm not humming anymore. You're not. That's it's, true. It's pretty good. Hey. Now I'm yupping on a short leash, though. Yeah. <laughs> No well, walking yeah. around the room while you talk, okay? Yeah, okay. Exactly. Uh, so what's been uh, since the last time we recorded? Uh, so since the last time we recorded, uh, Roasting for Research was uh, this last Saturday. And good times. Uh, Divine Barrel rolled out a couple new beers, a, uh, a mild, that was uh, which was good. excellent. Um, like, what was that one that we had from Zillico a while back that we all just kind of stood up and took notice? It was the the roastier one. It wasn't a Dunkel, but I can't remember. Yeah, it was it was kind of like that though. It was just like this mod. I'm like, hmm. But I, that's pretty much what I had most of the day. They also had a, a Snappa knockoff, um, which honestly I preferred the mild. <laughs> it was kind of wild, but the mild was delicious. It was, yeah, it was fantastic. I mean, yeah. nothing against the pale ale, but that mild, like I just kept going back, going back yeah. to it. It was rough for me. They didn't have really any Westies on. It was just trouble every day. So, you know, not not really good for, uh, uh, you know, spending, gosh, where we were there four or five hours yesterday. So, oh, what? You don't want to be drinking 10%, 10.5%? I don't mind doing that if I've got a couch. Uh, we did not have a couch yesterday. But it was a great benefit. A lot of people came out. It was kind of neat to see, you know, like throngs of people. And it wasn't like overly crowded, like everybody had space and everybody had room and lots of, lots of fun. Cool. Lots of, lots of oysters, lots of food, lots of oysters. I got home and it's like, Oh, what do you want to do for dinner? I'm like, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I've been eating all afternoon. What do you want? Yeah. I grabbed a, a plate of uh tendies and good grief. That fried fish was so good. Um, yeah. Cool. It was like there, there was a, uh, station for just getting you know picking up oysters they were pre-shocking them for you um and then they had like another area under a tent that was all fried stuff so you know french fries chicky tendies fried fish um hush puppies fried shrimp (laughs) it's like ah this is a whole lot of yellow on my plate but i love it but i love (laughs) it i'm here for it yeah it was it was real good had a lot of that and same way well so like i we I think our shift was two to four and we probably left around five and I didn't even, I was pretty miserable the rest of the night. So <laughs> this was a, it was a good time. It was a lot of fun and uh, it's for a good cause. So um, be interesting to see how all their final totals and everything come out. But um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Having other people open the oysters for me was a little odd. I'm used to shucking myself. Yeah. Yeah, I know. We hear that a lot about you. <laughs> and, you know, I mean... I have to imagine, you know, whether it's insurance or maybe it's just a comfort level for Divine Barrel. I, I, you know, regardless, it was kind of nice just to be able to walk up and have, you know, some already shucked as opposed to them telling you to go shuck yourself, you know. Or, I mean, too, it's still a pandemic season, so. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess you would think they would want to do that during a pandemic. And yeah, exactly. Hey, let's have, I mean, it was all masked up and everything. Yeah, but yeah. Still having other people over, over my food. Yeah, that's a little mm-hmm. weird, but it's fine. It all worked out. I feel good. Cool. Uh, well, so, Wells, I know you have did something else in between our last recordings. What the heck did I do? Didn't you go to a beer festival? Oh, 
Oh, oh yeah, last weekend, night and day. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> God, it seems like it's just been a long week, okay? Um, fair enough, fair yeah, enough. Heist uh, in Charlotte did their uh, second night and day festival. And once again, this is just an absolute must attend. I want to see you guys there next year. It's great. It's sure, awesome. Yeah. It's amazing. The beers are wonderful. Um, tons of space. And so not only is pretty much the entire event outdoors, they have, and I say pretty much because they have like a performance hall area that's like new. Um, unless you've been to a concert at that particular location, you have no real reason to go up there. But, mm -hmm. you know, they had several other pouring stations like up there. So that nice. immediately doubled like the amount of bathrooms that were on site. I mean, it was just like boom. Yeah, cool. it was it was perfect. I I wanted for nothing. Uh, nice. Any standout breweries or any standout beers? Uh, I mean, uh, Monday night came with a peanut butter cup stout. Hello. That, that was just it wasn't like very. It was more like on the saltier side, peanut wise. Okay. But, it was so good and unfortunately to their left was another brewery that shall remain nameless that had a a peanut butter cup stout and it's like one of these things it's not like the other one of these things sucks so i anyway uh that that's like the first thing that popped into my head but that's because i just saw a monday night business card in my wallet um i don't know lots lots of great beer i mean just Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely, like, you know, I honestly, I know you probably talked about it the first time they did this festival, but it didn't really ring any bells until you, you know, because it had been a year since yep. they'd done it because of COVID. When I saw all the breweries that were going to be there, I was like, yeah, I really should probably go to this next time. I mean, of course, like, you know, Monday night, Gargiste was pouring, like, a couple of their meads. Uh, Orpheus was there doing some really good stuff. We had... Um, incendiary that we've loved on the show. Mm -hmm. uh, they brought like this barrel aged uh, Belgian quad. Hello, just like just dummy. Oh. Um, I just I just had a really good time. Like, and even I mean I, I poured a lot of beer out, which which says a lot about the quality of beer there. If if you were just really good, that's great. But I'm not gonna like. There's so much great stuff right. there. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. That my you weren't pouring my, anything out because you were you didn't enjoy it. It was you just needed to save room at some point. <laughs> yeah, and now I can't remember the name of the brewery, but they brought like four different English style beers that were all like sub four and a half percent. Um, and I wish I'd remembered them because they like saved the day for me. Like, oh my goodness, I can drink your entire lineup and not even like worry. It was <laughs> really nice. good. So, um, another great festival by the Heist guys. Can't wait for number three. Cool. Nice. Right on. Good times. Uh, I've done nothing as gen as usual. So, all that tracks. Yep. 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 All of it tracks. Uh, so, Stone, one mm. of our favorite breweries, right? Are they? No. no. They had a uh, brew pub in Napa. Yeah, they and did. They did. Well, they, they just they had a lot of brew pubs. They get around, man. They just abruptly closed it and didn't really tell anybody. And 40 folks got laid off. You know, I, the, the whole pandemic thing is tough. And, and I recognize that we run into these situations where, you know, one day 
they're going to try and truck it along and then one day they change their mind but this this especially you know reading up about it this one felt really like zero notice sorry about y'all get out and that that like i just don't see where there's any any need or room for that in in this marketplace today well in in what's interesting at least to me and maybe while you were about to say the same thing is it's a real he said she said situation where stone is trying to say that the city forced us to close no it wasn't the city it was the um landlord the, landlord landlord yeah, yeah, sorry and the landlord like, was like nope well no you chose to close by not paying rent yeah they've been involved in legal proceedings for most of the year over unpaid rent and i guess you know you got to pay rent. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you do? Yeah. I mean, like, I, I understand, you know, Stone's going to try to save face, but come on, man. When you were one of the 20 largest brewing companies in the country, or craft brewers in the country, and you can't pay rent, like, what the heck is going on over there? Yeah. That's that, that's really sus to that, me. Yeah. So, that was very weird. Rent. Didn't, didn't get that part either. <sighs> But it's probably Stone thinking they can get away with stuff they shouldn't be able to get away with. Yeah. So, sorry for the people that lost their jobs. Yeah, that really Not sucks. sorry for Stone because nope. I think it's just one more red flag for them as a company and an employer and a business. Yeah. It's weird how... I mean, they were one of those breweries where I don't think I was ever completely like enamored with them in the early craft beer days. Sure. You know, I look at their stuff all the time, yep. and now it's just like... Oh, I, I was completely enamored. They were doing some of the best, most consistent West Coast double IPAs out there. I looked forward to their IRS, the Imperial mm-hmm. Stout, every single year. Mm-hmm. Um, they had probably one of the only good black IPAs, uh, the Sublimely Self-Righteous. That was delicious. Um, Stone did a lot of really good things. Um <laughs> I, I don't know where I would have been in my craft beer journey had it not been for Stone, which is so tragic that to see what's happened to them, certainly in the last five years. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, I don't even recognize this company anymore. No, and, I don't. And I'm not spending this my is money like the, it. this is the moment in the behind the music where like the screen goes black and white and everything slows down. And, <laughs> you know, like yeah. I, I feel like there's going to be an interesting story one of these days when it's all said and done. Of course, I have no doubt that, uh, Coco Cock is probably writing a book right now oh, so I'm that he can sure get out ahead of all of the, you know, whatever, but I'm sure he is. But yeah, no, you're you are definitely right. This does feel a lot like a behind the music where we're just all gonna go, Oh, that's why. And that's where it went south. You just was a massive cocaine user. <laughs> I had I mean, a coke hat. That's terrible. Mm. Alright, so speaking of closings. Speaking of terrible. Yeah, good road is Gone. Good Road Cidery is no longer in existence. They closed this weekend. Yep. And they flat out said it was because of COVID. I've been in their tap room, you know, a few times over the last year, kind of once I started venturing back out to just places within a mile radius of me. Mm-hmm. And um, they always made really good stuff. Yeah. Like, I, I liked their ciders. I loved their meads, and especially that... Uh, Black is beautiful. Me, oh for sure. We, we oh, got God. a bottle of that bottle on the show. That was extraordinary. They were yeah. making some just lights out good stuff. I thought they had a, a great location. They were just down the street from Old Mecklenburg and Sugar Creek and Brewers at Four Thousand One Yanty. Well, and uh, Protagonist but, is there too now. Oh yeah, and Protagonist. But 
I know. <laughs> Sorry. I know. It's 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 good if you're absolutely starving. Yeah. Oh, and that's P- pizza is a protagonist. Not good. No. no okay. Okay. They're not great, but they're huge, and if you're hungry and you've had a few in you... It probably tastes fantastic. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it, it's just a shame. Like it I is. think they've been open for three years now and just couldn't... I don't know, couldn't recover with this whole pandemic thing. I don't know, I'm sure... I mean, I know that took the wind out of a lot of people's sails, and it's always sad to see somebody close for such a... You know, reason like that, but yeah. you know, yeah. shit happens, and I hate they, it for them. And maybe, who knows? A couple of years down the road, maybe they can bounce back. Never know. Maybe, <clears throat> never know. I just know that there's nobody in Charlotte now making mead anymore. With with them closing, I mean, um, the other cidery, Red Clay, mm-hmm. just uh, has dabbled, but not really had a commitment to it in quite the same way. So it's gotcha. You know, suddenly there's a vacuum. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Is this the kind of thing that would suit? Like, I know we make fun of brewers at Yancey because of what it says it is versus what it actually is. But some of these local joints that have shut down, you know, like Unknown was was one of the bigger ones here recently, and you know now Good Road. Like, I kind of wonder if that, um, whatever the name of it was, the ARG, whatever it was, the one that. Uh, picked up all of unknowns recipes and such you know like i kind of wonder if there's a place to not so much contract brew but like you got one set of brewing equipment you just make everybody else's recipes and you just got like a whole variety of stuff on tap at all times and i mean it's a solid idea for sure copyright 2021 craft beer cast yep exactly uh speaking of covid crazy nonsense the german brewery guildy that oh right! Whatever they're what were what is their Gilda Gilda not E okay. Duh Duh. Uh, we know that they had made kind of a big announcement saying, "Hey, we're original German brewery and we're going to be in Charlotte." And that felt like it was about five years ago at this point uh, because of COVID. A lot of this obviously things got delayed, but it looks like they are targeting December to actually finally get up and running at least in a. <clears throat> Excuse me, soft launch capability. Mm-hmm. Um, sounds like it's going to be invite only. And eventually, I guess they will be able to kind of turn everything up, but like they don't have all their tanks yet. They're not even staffed Sup- yet. Supply chain issues. Yeah. Well, I mean, really, if you can't, if your tanks are sitting on a dang ship somewhere, then, you know, yes. Um, so, yeah, they're eyeing a uh, end of the year opening they are in a similar area not too far away from we were just talking about not too far away from uh the other german inspired brewery in charlotte old mecklenburg um gilda is going to be i mean a stone's throw away from red clay okay uh, if you can and across the street from where oh goodness weathered souls is going to be moving in that their second location okay so gotcha that's going to be you know quite a little corner all of a sudden it's really weird to think about that like how there was one brewery over there for the longest time that was it right and let's be quite frank if you kind of walked around that area it felt spooky it was was a very industrial yeah of an area yeah i mean yeah it's it's all old you know office buildings and industrial and, and whatever so you know anytime 
I know Chris used to always say, like, anytime he's in an industrial complex, he'll roll down his windows and start sm- sniffing for the brewery that's nearby. Because, right. I mean, it, you know, the rent's got to be cheaper there than it is, you know, other spots. But yeah, um, but it's it's kind of amazing to think of, you know, you went from one brewery to how many breweries and cideries are now all kind of in that general vicinity. I mean, you can walk, a, I don't know, I think the last time I went out there, we hit five different places, mm-hmm. which is just, just on foot. Yeah. yeah, on foot, which was just crazy to me. I mean, I knew it was all over there, but you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. you actually walk it and you go, wow. This is really not bad. Yeah. Yeah. This is really just a nice little part. And that, with those new um, open district laws that we're going to have, right? one would have to wonder if that's going to be one of the spots, just because everything is so wild. Yeah, I would definitely think so. It It's wild to think that, you know, back in 2009, when OMB had their first Mactoberfest um, party, like the the area was so undeveloped that like twenty cars got broken into in one night. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, I know, real rough area. Woo-hoo! And now you can walk around there. Like now we're talking about, oh, that should be a social district. And you know now it you know Oktoberfest is a super spreader event. It's just amazing how the times have changed. I know. Ideally, the, well, I mean, do. ideally it's going to get better, right? I mean, like so, you know, put the pandemic aside for a second. Yep. We're gonna get to that place where <clears throat> it's gonna be nice to have these these social districts where you know supposedly if the law passes in Charlotte, I can get my beer to go and walk around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think that'll be super cool. When we yeah. Do that. It. Uh, what I have to wonder though is like in that specific area. Let's say you're at protagonist. You're not really feeling pizza. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you get your roadie. You know, you start walking out the door. You want to walk into Old Mac. Now, do they have a sign up that says no outside beverages? Because I feel like they, you're, I feel you're like they'd have, have to, to finish your beer by the time you you come in. Okay. Um, I was curious about that too. So, so speaking of social districts, uh, Hickory, my hometown, is turning their downtown into a social district. Yep. Um, of course, we don't have any of those in Charlotte just yet. And go figure. But, yeah, I was, I was shocked to see that Hickory kind of beat us to the punch, to be honest. And how they're getting ready to do things there is, I guess, just in case they do multiple districts, but all uh, cups are color-coded uh, by the district. So if you were, like, in the downtown district, maybe you'll have, like, a red plastic cup or something, <laughs> and you can't just, like, take that to another district. And it's also going to have, like, the, the identification, like, the name of the... A place that poured the beer too. Oh, nice! And That's fun. Gonna have like if I, I don't have the article pulled up right now, but isn't it gonna have like the ABV and all that stuff on it too, or is it just gonna be the label of where it came from? Uh, I the that article wasn't exactly very okay. specific. I yeah. feel like that's a lot to ask. It is. I mean, unless you're gonna sharpie up a, a cup. I mean, I mean you not to mention like that doesn't even mean anything, right? Like, so I get a, you know. I get a Pilsner and, you know, you get the 14% barley wine. I chug my Pilsners. We're walking out the door and you dump your barley wine into my cup. Well, whoops. I mean. What a good friend, by the way. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. Josh is a lightweight. That's okay. But no, I mean, Jeff, you're you're exactly right. But how hard would that be to? Not very. So, I mean. Or, you know, it's it's water. It's 0% ABV. Mm Mm-hmm. It, why does that water have no smell? And why, what, wait, why is my throat burning? I don't know. I guess we got a little uh, 
out of order there, but we were it's talking okay. about social districts. I'm like, yeah. oh, wait. Yeah, so it was a good segue. Sometimes not having the article up on the TV because Josh is a monster. Hey, um, look, it's football Sunday, guys. Yeah. I know. We're recording Somebody this. doesn't want to watch the Panthers game right now. I understand. No. Apparently nobody's doing anything or otherwise it'd be on the red zone. Anyway. Look, um, I hate watching commercials during football. This is the best thing for that. Yeah. You, or, you know, get, put the articles up so we can look at those. No, those. Ar- no, no commercials during our articles. Oh, no, no, never. We'd never have autoplay ads or mm-hmm. a giant pop-up like I just had here <sighs> on my phone. Never in, happens. In uh, other news, new mm. opening news, um, so just a couple months ago, we had Unknown Brewing Clothes. We've got Hot Fly uh, coming in. Uh, if my conversation at Night and Day holds true, we're looking at a January opening for Hot Fly. They're hoping to start brewing over there soon. Uh, they've brought a number of new tanks in. Whereas Unknown was doing like giant, like hundred barrel batches at a time mm-hmm. of like one beer, right. Fly is going to be doing. I think it's a lot of twenty barrel firms that they're bringing in. Sure, gotcha. Um, so they'll be able to just churn and burn a lot of smaller batch recipes. So you know, expect a little bit more. More variety. like a microbrewery and not just somebody who's making a bunch of cans to go collect dust on everybody's shelves. Bingo. Yep. Yeah, kind of like. Uh, the- I don't remember what IPA it's called, but every time I go into the theater down the road where they've got, you know, the local section. Yeah. I have seen that can there for probably six months at this point. Yeah. Have fun. I'm like, oh, I'm, God. I'm sure it's still good. Can't imagine. But to say that indicates that it was ever good. <laughs> but going in next door, we've talked about it on the show before. Resident Culture is getting ready to open their second facility in the gold district south end area just down the street from where hot flies going in or pretty much across the street okay nice so there they are also looking at a december time frame opening um they're gonna have a taco bar and and not just tacos but they're gonna have like liquor there too which is it, it fits in a little bit more with the neighborhood yeah, uh, they're going to be more of like a full service bar and not yeah. just a a brewery tap room. Um, so I'm I'm so looking forward to that. Yeah, I'm hoping that it will siphon off a good chunk of people from the main resident culture tap room uh, because I am personally uh, I I think that um, I mean. Just my opinion, but I mean, anytime you go there, anybody with eyes could see this is the case too. Um, it's a daycare. Yeah, over there, man, I, yeah. that sucks. It, it it is. It's it's really shitty. The parking situation over there is pretty tight too. Yeah, it's a fucking nightmare. So I'm hoping that a lot of the people that make the trip to Resident Culture that maybe live a little bit closer to the South End area will say, hey, they have tacos, they have liquor, they have all this stuff. We're gonna go to this one. And then, cool, I can have, like, a more adult, grown-up time at uh, at the main one. Whatever. Yeah, I mean, I mean I, nothing I, but love for Resident Culture. I, I think they're making just absolute lights-out beer. And I know that their taproom patrons aren't their fault, but dang. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I know I don't get out very often, and I know it's kind of a joke, but that is one of the places I would go. But because of the experiences that I've had there in the last year and a half Mm-mm. I don't want to be there because yeah. it's, it's frustrating yeah. you, you and I have been like two times yeah. in, the, in the last year and um, 
I hate and, it. And we're just one and done. Yeah. Like, hey, this is great. This beer was awesome. I would have loved to stay for a second one, but... Yeah, but this <clears throat> fucking environment is a nightmare. You know, just the, the patrons. Shame. Well, yeah. What's, pa- what's interesting... Parrot patrons. Shame. Yeah. Yeah. What's interesting, it, and, and I'm sure this is a function of... You know, as a parent, there comes a point where I'm no longer worried about leaving certain age kids at home. But like, I was sitting at uh, we're at Wheel uh, Roast for Research, mm-hmm. and I'm sitting there. I'm like, man, you know, my like my 17 year old would probably have a great time here, tendies and fries and oysters. Yeah. And he'd probably have a blast. But I'm like, I'm sitting there thinking, also like, when's the last time I saw a teenager at a brewery? Right when, when you released your beer and I brought mine. Sure, because he sure. sat there and played around on his smartphone the entire time. Yeah, I know, I get it. He was a little bored, but I mean, you know, seen and not heard. I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, to sit there and you know have unlimited, especially for him, because you know I'm I'm six and a half feet tall and he's pretty damn close. You've met my son; yeah. he's a big boy. He would put down a hurting on them tendies. <laughs> yeah, so this is a, a nonprofit fundraising event. Yeah, yeah, you know you're. Yeah, John. John will come up and be like, "You've been here four hours." He gets in there with his, you know, please, please, kids ticket at a third of the price, and he's eating an adult level food. That's that's an un, that's unfair. <laughs> I mean, it's funny, but you know, it is. All right. Well, actually, I kind of like this not having the stories up on the screen because it feels like we have a way more natural flow. Sure. Well, or maybe the articles are better. Whatever. Yeah. Who knows? Well, you know, I had to. Oh, come on. I submitted most of these anyway, so this well, is just off, as per off, usual. off, my, as per usual, uh, off but, the back of my head for a while. But of honestly, it. like, I saw that stone one, and I was going to throw it in. I'm like, well, it's beat me to it. Yeah. It's just, it gets to the point now where I'm like, I, if I see something, I'm 90% sure you've already posted oh, it. Oh, the there. number of times I've grabbed articles, I'm like, all right, I got... Oh, son of a bitch. Yeah. I'm <laughs> Every <laughs> damn time. Yep. So, like, I'm not going to sit here and uh, let Wells, like, you know, be like, oh, well, I'm the only one that ever brings any articles <laughs> to the show. Yeah, okay, so you happen to get them first. Yeah, Fine, exactly. you know. You're not yeah, first, you're last. I mean, mm, honestly, not half the time anymore, I'm only looking, like, once a week, so... Yeah. When you I see something pop up on my on my news feed on my phone, you know, my, my, my Google feed, you know, like, mm-hmm. whatever, I'm like, oh, cool, there's a flip over the dock, and I'm like, yep, all right, well, I already got it. Yep. That's fine. Yeah, whatever. All right, are we uh, ready for break? Sure. We'll be back in 30. pretty simple we've been drinking beer throughout this recording and we're going to tell you what we think about it in the simplest of terms would we buy it or would we not buy it jeff start us off uh first up from devil's logic this is their pilsner a german style pilsner um on the can here it says clean crushable beers drink fresh or go to hell yeah you tell me you tell him edgy af i mean geez how do i mean look you've got a devil in your name i kind of get it it's yeah i guess it was cute when stone did it i don't know um it's perfectly fine pills uh i would get it if i was there i'm not reaching for cans of this on the shelf um i like it but i'm not gonna buy it well i'm 100 with you 
Um, it's fine if I'm there, but am I seeking it out? Uh, no, it is clean. It's it's also just fine. Um, if you're in the market for a Pilsner and you see it in front of you, sure. But if there's something better next to it, it or you think there might be something better next to it, there probably is. No buy. Josh. Yeah, I'm right, I'm right there with both of you. Uh, definitely not something... It's good. It's well made, but I would not buy this again. Jeff, next beer up. Uh, next beer up. Uh, celebration time is here. Woo! You mean the Christmas beer, right? The Christmas beer, or the the beer with the log cabin with snow on it. Uh, celebration, you know, one of the better examples of the fresh hop beer that's out there. I know we've did like two shows where the fresh hop beers, but um, celebration definitely fits into that boat. And this year they're in cans, which has really like had an odd division with yes. some of the, the the craft beer scene. And I'm just like. Why, why is it surprising that they put Celebration in cans? Everybody else puts everything in cans. Sierra Nevada puts tons of stuff in cans. Most of their shit's in cans now. Considering that the Sierra Nevada plant um, in in uh, Mills River is like two, two and a half hours away, and yet we still get old. Like by the time the bottles would hit the shelves, they'd already be like a month and a half old. Yeah. I mean, they still drink great, but like now I feel even less concerned about it, seeing that it's in cans. Bingo. Um, big shocker here. Uh, it drinks great. It is great. This is just a fantastic IPA. Uh, I will probably be driving and stopping and picking some of this up on the way home. Good call. Wells? Uh, in terms of locally available wet hop IPAs, fresh hop IPAs. Look, this is the king. Uh, it's amazing every single year. Uh, this is great. Drinks easy. I, I know what to expect. I look forward to this beer coming out every single year. Mm -hmm. uh, this is a Christmas beer in the same way that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. It totally is. Um, Die Hard is. I agree with Die that. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. And I this is a Christmas beer. Um, it's Merry Christmas to your mouth. Yes. There you go. <laughs> Yippee Kaye wet hopper. Anyway, I got nothing else after that. I'm grasping at straws. It's a massive buy. Josh. Yeah. Well, and, and the other thing too is like the price point. Yeah. On this thing. Oh, I'm sure. It's, it's fantastic. like 14 bucks for a 12 pack. What? Yeah. I mean, when you can get a 12 pack for a 12 pack of really any craft beer for, you know, and you end up at 14, $15, like I always feel like that's a win. Yeah. I, there's a part of me that like I feel bad for the price wars and what it does to some of these other beers out there but there are those times where you know the 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 checking account doesn't look so great and I I want some hoppy beer but I like I can either buy that four pack of hyper local for fourteen dollars or I could get twelve you know, 12 ounce cans instead of four pint cans. Yeah. 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 Which one I'm going to choose. Yeah, yeah, beer right, beer math sometimes. I'm right there with you, man. Yeah. It's and, hard and, to beat. Well, and, and you know, this one too, just like the rest of the, the other two of you, this is definitely one of those beers I'm always looking forward to. And Oh, yeah. When I saw that they were canning it this year, I was like, oh, thank God. Because sure. I know how fresh this is going to be. Uh, we checked the date. This is less than... Yes. Month old on it. Right. The first time I bought it, it was literally two weeks after it was canned. Like, yeah. Uh, this drinks like it. It's like an absolutely fresh, fresh beer. Yeah. You can't beat that. Yeah. So big, huge buy. Jeff, next beer up. Next beer up uh, from Dissolver in collaboration with Tactical Brewing Company. In collaboration with, yes. In a world 
Uh, they're asking us to trust Luigi. Um, I'm not sure why we need to trust Luigi. I mean, like, Mario's fine for me. Yeah, I was going to say, are you saying Luigi? Trust, trust the, the Ouija. Ouija. I know, I know. Uh, trust, it's got trust a, the Ouija? Yeah, it's got, it's, got a, it's got a Ouija board on it, I, I guess. I don't know. Are we going to... Yeah. Uh, this is a double dry... I'm not going to quit playing. Double dry hopped, honey double IPA. Um, brew one, Idaho 7, Citra, Mosaic, Cryo... Uh, this is this is a very aggressively hopped beer. Um, it is I, I like the taste of it, but I know that I would never make it through this entire can. Um, it's just it is a little, too, you know, it's it's a big time um, New England hazy. It's just a little too uh, makes my acid reflux a little tweaky there. So, um, right, old man. Yeah, I know, I know, it's a thing. Um, but. Um, yeah, I mean, I would say definitely if you've got an opportunity to try this, definitely try it. Uh, I, I just, I will not be buying it. Wells? Uh, here's a simple math formula. Dissolver plus brew one hops equals buy. That's all you need to know. Um, when Liz went up to Asheville and she's like, oh, do you want any of this? And I you know, took a picture of the you know to-go menu. And I'm like, yeah, I want the one with brew one hops. Uh yeah, you've got a big heart on for brew one hops, which there's a no, reason for no, that. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, that is like my favorite discovery. I guess it was the end of last year. It was the first time I had yep. a brew one hop beer, and and all 2020, like all this year, anytime I see anything hopped with brew one, I'm like, I, I just want to try that. And Dissolver has been leading the charge. They're not the only brewery that I've had with this, but uh, they're the ones that are doing it the best. I'd love this beer. Uh, it was all that I could do to bring this to the show. You're welcome. Big bye. Thanks, Josh. Wells. Yeah. yeah. Jeff, can you grab that yeah. can again for me? Yeah. My bad. No, no, no. No, no, I, uh, what, no. Dante. Which, what you want? What, what do you want? Did you say the word honey? Double dry hopped honey double IPA. That's why I hate it. Fair enough. I fucking hate that beer. And when the second you said honey, I was like, oh, there it is. There it is. That's why. You're also a monster. <sighs> so you hate honey. You uh-huh. hate chocolate. Uh-huh. What a monster. Yeah. The, the, but the, he loves peanut butter. He's a dog. Hmm. Maybe. You know. Maybe. That's very possible. I don't know. We haven't given him a chocolate yet to see if it kills him. <laughs> yeah, because I wouldn't eat it. Because I know better. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. That, and here's the that also that. explains why he keeps humping my leg when I come in. Look, I mean, we're just happy to see you, Jeff. I get it. I mean, here is honestly the bummer. All those hops in that list and everything else. Oh, for sure. All nailed it. And then the second that honey, and I could tell it was honey, I was like, oh my God, this is punishment. That's why I was drinking so slow. I gotcha. Because that hit me and mm. I, it was like a brick wall. So let me ask a question, Well, since you're the big brew one homeboy here. Yeah. Um, do they do brew one in a West Coast style? Like I, all of these hops. I'm with Josh. All these hops sounded great, but again, this thing, you know, like I was chewing it as I was trying to drink it. I, I just, I'd love this in a West Coast if that was a thing that could be done. Mm. I haven't had it in a West Coast format. I think uh, just the flavor profiles uh, lend itself a little bit better to something a little softer. Makes sense. Um, for West Coast beers i want a different hot profile i don't want something that's like big pineapple peach okay 
I can dig it. Makes sense. Uh, yeah, next beer up. Uh, next beer up. So uh, a couple shows ago, we recorded at Divine Barrel and had uh, their um, loving cup, the uh, peanut butter cup, Imperial Stout, <gasps> which, which was, was real dang good. I'm um, still dreaming of that. Yeah, and and, and uh, so I you know ordered some cans and you know timing and blah blah blah. So so uh, they'd put out two. Imperial Stouts on the same in the same week. One was the Loving Cup Peanut Butter Imperial Stout, eleven percent, uh, and this is I don't want to be a pirate. Which instead of uh, peanut butter, it is coconut. Um, it's going to sound stupid because in the absence of the peanut butter, I can taste the roast a little more. Uh, it's a very good roasty stout. It's got a lot of sweetness from the coconut. I'm not getting a ton of coconut flavor. But um, these things are super freaking sneaky. I was sitting down Friday, enjoying a can of this, just drinking it, no big deal. And then the 11% caught up with me. Um, they're super fun beer. I, I, I like it. I get it while I'm there. Um, but I think I like the peanut butter one a little more. Um, so it's a buy because I bought them, but um, I prefer the peanut butter. Wells? Uh, it's a no buy for me. I think it's fine. Um, I don't get enough coconut out of this to really say, yes, this is an Imperial Stout with coconut. Uh, I just want a little bit more. Whereas that Loving Cup, the peanut butter, and that just shone through. That was that was a beautiful beer. Um, and this one is fine, but fine just isn't cutting it for me today. So, <laughs> sorry. Fair enough. Josh, thoughts? Yeah, I'm right there with you. I mean, number one, you can tell... The roastiness. It is roasty AF, but there really isn't. I mean, the coconut's there. It's very subtle. You get a little bit towards the end, but not enough for me to say, yeah, I could spend money on this. So, no bite. Jeff, final beer up. All right, final beer up. Uh, Scott was, uh, in, in, I guess in Spokane maybe, uh, was at a bottle shop. And he, you know, every now and then he'll be like, hey, I'm at a bottle shop. Any of this stuff look interesting? And I'm like, that one looks interesting. Yeah, I tend to get excited any single time I see a, a bottle with wax on it from yeah. Fremont. Yeah. Um, and, and what is that? Uh, so this is Fremont's The Rusty Nail, uh, <clears throat> an imperial oatmeal stout brewed with licorice and cinnamon bark aged in bourbon barrels. Now, I hate licorice with a flaming passion. Red, black, or both? All of it. Okay. So like like I don't consider like Twizzlers to be licorice because yeah, no, to me that's just like you know lightly flavored crayons. Yeah, that, yeah, that's cornstarch with some red food coloring. In yeah, but that that stuff's terrible. Or red vines and you know whatever. I don't I don't like black licorice at all. I don't like star anus because it has those same licorice things. I really don't like um, shit, what's the uh, um, it's the vegetable. It's kind of like an onion, but it's got the green um, fennel. Not a fennel fan, same reason. Don't don't like licorice. So, I'm driving up today, and I'm I'm just like, I wonder what's in this, and I pick it up, and I'm like, oh shit, licorice. Um. So as a bit of background, this beer begins its life as the first nail, which is an oatmeal stout uh, made with licorice, smoked barley, and pale malt aged on cinnamon bark, and then it becomes the rusty nail after spending 15 months in eight to 12 year old bourbon barrels. Wow. Yeah. Um, 
this is real good. <laughs> uh, the licorice, you know, if it's even really there, is more of an accent and not a prominent flavor. That was my fear. You know, that it was just going to be like a licorice beer. Right. Which, no thanks. Yeah. But um, this is sweet, sugary, chewy. A um, little bit of spice there from the cinnamon. Um, I'm glad I brought it to share it with you guys. But on the flip side, I'm kind of like, you know, I'd have been okay just sitting at home by myself, pounding through this whole thing on a football <laughs> Sunday. But um, yeah, this is real good. I, I I had avoided this one in the past because of the licorice. And um, I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad that Scott sent us a bottle of this. So thanks, Scott. Uh, this is a buy for me. Wells. I wouldn't have known that there was licorice in this. Um, it's it's not a dominant flavor. I'm getting a healthy amount of cinnamon. Um, I'm getting bourbon barrel for days. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is a chewy beer. I want to eat this with a fork. Uh, it's great. Um, I mean, again, anytime I see, like, the, the wax tip bottle from Fremont, I, I get all... Oh, there's more coming. Oh, good. Because this, really? this is... Got a 12th anniversary... And there's another one. Don't think we're cherries. Solid. Just, keep going. just solid beer, solid by my goodness gracious. Uh, kind of makes me sad. The last time I went to Seattle was in like September and these beers just worn out. So, whoops. Uh, I'll, I'll have to adjust my travel plans next time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's great. Josh, what do you think? So, here's the funny thing. Like, that dissolver IPA it's got honey in it I hate it the fact that you could get over a beer that's got licorice in it and your hatred for that says a lot but then I don't know if I really taste it either to be yeah I, and it says brewer's licorice like I don't know if that's maybe different from the like overly flavorized candy licorice right like yeah, that's possible um, this is wow is about all I can say wow like the first time I took a sip of this. I just looked at the bottle and I said, oh, hello. This is delicious. Yeah, this is one of those, like, I just took my last drag off of this glass and it's like, it's clinging to the glass. Like, it's not just running down at the bottom. It is clinging on. This is a, this is a thick, viscous, just absolutely fantastic. I mean, to me, anytime I, you know, see a, a barrel-aged oatmeal imperial stout, I'm like, okay, yeah, all right. I mean, I'm interested. Well, it, Here's, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, no, you're fine. Here's the, the, the amazing thing about this. How many times have we had beers with cinnamon in, and you can't really tell that you there's any cinnamon there? Or, or they have so beer. much cinnamon that it's like burning my mouth. Yeah. yeah. The, like nobody does it well. Yeah, this is... And maybe it's because they're using... Of course, if they're using cinnamon bark, it may not actually be cinnamon cinnamon. I mean, like unless they're throwing sticks in, in which case I think they would say sticks. It's probably cashew bark, which is a little milder anyway. But either way, uh, it worked really well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we're at the the part of the show where we talk about iTap. That Wells, what's that mean? Yeah. Thank you. I was in. I know you were like like soaking up that 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 uh, that drink there. Wanted to help out. Appreciate it. Um, of the beers that we've been drinking on the show, what's the one that we would love to have on our theoretical home kegerator? Jeff, lead us off. Um, I absolutely adore this this rusty nail. Uh, it is super great. It is delicious, chewy, viscous. This thing would age well for a long time. But I'm tapping the celebration. 
I mean, there's just, there's, there's no two bones about it. I mean, this rusty nail is good, but it, you know, especially in the winter months, like I think I, it would get a lot of good play, but, um, I, I would probably go through multiple kegs of celebration. Okay. Fair enough. Well, that's a great point. Um, I see you. I hear you. I'm still going to go with rusty nail. So there's that. Uh, Josh, what's, what's your play? Yeah, rusty nail, no question. Like this is delicious, and I actually want to try the base beer of this just to just to say I've tried it. I mean, just the regular yeah. oatmeal stout version. Yeah, just just I mean, you know, we're starting to get a little cooler here in Charlotte, and I love oatmeal stouts. One of my favorite style of stout, and yeah, I'd love to just try a plain version of this just to see. So absolutely, uh, Jeff, fourth in the show. Where are we at, man? Come check us out on the interwebs. Go to craftbeercast.com. Find links to all of our old episodes if you want uh we've got links to our patreon if you want to support us that way uh we really appreciate it for the handful of you out there that are supporting us via patreon thank you yes um very much it's it's always uh, appreciated to be appreciated i mean we we've talked about this but the new board was thanks to the patreon folk yep yep absolutely so you know thanks for all of that uh tell a friend uh you know you can find us on google podcasts and spotify is and that, apple that's still a thing i don't know it's google you know yes. they're, they're like microsoft they're like oh hey you know this thing that we made you change everything for like a year and a half ago yeah we're not gonna do it anymore yeah, it's all dead yeah we're just gonna close it like cool yeah. cool yeah cool. but yeah uh spotify apple podcasts all that kind of stuff um tell a friend thanks wells where can they find you in a world where you can look up all the wells on instagram and twitter you can find me, rated R, Josh. You can follow me on Twitter at JoshCBC. Don't forget to rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. Don't forget about our subreddit, slash r, slash craftbeercast. Uh, Streaking Bigfoot, I did see the article that you post, uh, posted in there. We'll probably grab it here in a couple of weeks. Uh, it was another listicle. And we've got two listicles already in the next show, so I figured, eh, we'll we'll save it. But I appreciate, and he even put the title of "Hey, when news is slow," which we're hitting the end of the year. We know things are about to slow down. And speaking of hitting the end of the year, we're gentlemen rapidly approaching time for the top ten again. Mm. I'll actually be ready this time. I've been thinking about it for weeks. Nice. <sighs> Dang it, homework. So for the listeners out there, I want you all to start thinking about that as well. If you've got top tens, top fives, top twos, top threes, whatever it is. Best beer of the year. Yeah. Uh, send it over to us at contact or hate mail at craftbeercast.com and we will uh, read your list when we get there. And other than that, we will talk to you all next Thursday. Thursday.